Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backwards. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Ten Backward, a Star Trek podcast based in the UK, featuring myself, Will Turland, um, a lady who sits to the right of me, Gemma Turland. Hello. A man from over the internet, Rick Palmer. Hello. <laughs> and a second man who is also over the internet, Rick Everson. Hello. <laughs> So we are going to be continuing our series of episodes, which we like to we like to, to prefix in defense of, where we take an episode that is rightly or wrongly often derided, usually quite rightly, yeah. <laughs> and mounts a kind of defense. Sometimes we we as end much up as not. We can. Yeah. Sometimes we can't, can we? No. Sometimes it's it's impossible to defend. But I think this episode we will have some interesting, some interesting things to say about, yeah. won't we? Mm. And the episode that we're going to be talking about is a an original series episode, which is called Is There in Truth No Beauty? <laughs> so it's one of those like it's one of those slightly pretentious episode mm-hmm. titles, isn't it? That the original series uh does have a uh, a bit of a tendency to go for. I, I quite like it. I like it. I, I gotta admit, I'm, I'm a sucker There's for layers. the layers. Yeah, taken yeah. many ways. It's it's from se- season three of uh, TOS, which also includes "For the world is hollow and I have touched the sky." <laughs> I was thinking of that one. Yeah, yeah. It's also, a brilliant episode title. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in fairness, I think TOS does that best. I know. I think I think other the later series try and compete, but they mainly just use Latin, and it's a bit of a cheat. Mm. Honest, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is a it is a series that goes from "Is there in truth no beauty?" or "For the the sky is hollow and I well the earth is hollow" to um, Spock's brain, <laughs> yeah. which is what are we going to call this one, guys? Um, well, what's it about? Wait, what happens in it? Well, yeah, what's this one all about? <laughs> I guess it's kind of about Spock's brain. Spock's brain. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, the, the episode Spock's brain is perfectly titled. Mm. So that's yeah. part of yeah. what gives it uh, its... It's whatever it is. <laughs> Je ne sais quoi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, In is there in truth no beauty? It, it doesn't roll off the tongue, exactly. Mm. Um, but it's, it's an interesting episode. And I think it's, I guess, the, the reasons why it's not a particularly high-regarded episode is that there's this... A fair bit of uh, sexism, misogyny. Yeah. I did. I spent large disgusting parts misogyny of, of this episode, kind of clutching my hands to my chest, going, "Oh no, <laughs> no, why?" Yeah, um, yeah, it was um, oh. painful in places. Yeah. Well, let's let's lay out the, the basic story. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go through it, and and we'll we'll get to the. 
things we like uh, or dislike about it. Um, so, like the, the basic the concept of this episode is that there's uh, there's an ambassador who's coming to the ship, and mm. I what's the name of the Medusan? The Medusan, or what we call the Medusans. Mm. There is a moment they say, yeah, yeah. Um, I quite like that little thing there as well. Like obviously, the the thing the callback being to Medusa. So, mm-hmm. yes. oh, yeah, because the, the the concept sets, sets the idea. Yeah. 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 It's like like it's a pretty high concept idea, isn't it? Where it the the this this species is so uh, supposedly so unpleasant to look at, so <laughs> ugly, so fugly <laughs> <laughs> that if you look on them, you'll just go cocoa bananas, <laughs> and literally you'll go so mad that you'll just die. Oh, yes. <laughs> which 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 is kind of daft. In a way, but I, <laughs> in a way, but do you know, I kind of, there's, there's the, the sort of core idea of this. I actually kind of like, and, and I suppose in, in my head canon, it's not as simple as it being, um, mm. the idea that, Ooh, that a species ugly. is so ugly ah. that you'll just go mad. Mm-hmm. It's more like, it's it's something that the human brain can't handle. It's like yeah. it's you look upon it and you you can't process it, and that's the, the something that, that, yeah. that yeah. drives you nuts. Because like, yeah, no, no, you go, you go. It's like frying a, a, an AI circuits by trying to get them to understand love. Mm. So yeah. it's the human yeah. equivalent of that. Yeah, it's like yeah, short circuits your brain because you can't and i i imagine it's like you know it's like if we saw uh, an object that you know we, we understand the world in in like three dimensions mm. or four dimensions if yes. you include time like what if we saw a fifth or sixth mm. dimension object it's kind like of what, a it's the Lovecraftian concept. Mm. It's quite Lovecraftian, I would say. Mm, like yeah. the, the, the sort of beings, and also um, um, encounters with angels. The description of encounters with angels in mm. in texts of the past. People like the, the actual. If you look at the descriptions of angels, they're weird. Like they, but <laughs> that's why angels say, "Be not afraid," is because their appearance is so hard to comprehend it's terrifying terrible yes Mm. and and, uh yeah and there's uh, a line dr jones says are they so ugly or are they so beautiful yeah Mm. human brain and that it it plays uh, the episode plays with the concept of of truth and beauty of beauty and ugliness and good and evil and I'd say, well, I say it plays with that concept. It, they say those things several times, yeah. but they, they, they it, it's it's enough that it makes you think about yes. it. I think, uh, yeah, it, it plays. Yeah, I mean, it plays with it by having one example of of an appearance that sends you mad because of its horror, and mm-hmm. then you have an attractive woman as as that alternate, you know, the other end of the scale, mm-hmm. and yeah. the, the response to that is. The crew act like they are they haven't seen a woman for four years <laughs> yeah, and go completely yeah. they lose all fucking sense of you know common decency. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So these, why don't they, they just ask? Why? I don't understand why they don't just ask Carlos not to like Carlos. Can you just stay in your little box? Which he yeah. does. To be yeah, fair. he does. He does. And people, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I suppose what what we've described so far, actually, apart from the sexism, makes this episode sound pretty sophisticated and high concept. But the reality is, it's like they they beam on board a woman who has like like a big old box, yeah. and, and <laughs> the, the 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 alien is in the box. Mm-hmm. Like that's already. It just comes off a little bit silly. It does, but I also like that it's in a box. It's in, it's, it's quite a, a normal sized, regular sized box. It's yeah. I, it's it's not it's not huge. It's not yeah. tiny, but they need a special carrying device. Yeah, that they have yeah. to clip onto the box <laughs> to carry yeah. the box, which doesn't. It's not. A huge box. No, I, I don't know why they need that. Maybe the Medusans, despite being largely energy-based, are very They're dense. dense. Maybe. Yeah. Their mass yeah. is actually well beyond what you'd expect. If you, were, if you were taking Carlos to the vets, it's a reasonable <laughs> container. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is that size. It's basic, your basic cat box size. Carlos, who's this? Carlos is ready. <laughs> Quick, get him, put him in backwards. <laughs> Do you think not... Carlos is a warped 10 salamander? <laughs> maybe. Oh, maybe. Essentially, yeah. pet box. People go mad, you know, because of the the whole episode of Threshold um, mm-hmm. and that craziness and the idea that Tom and Janeway had sex as salamanders. No wonder people go mad. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We've unraveled that little mystery. <laughs> it's It does undermine the kind of mystique uh, of, of the species, doesn't it, that he's in like a little carry <laughs> box. like. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of a shame they they couldn't have like just maybe a bit of a funkier box. Yeah, or like a Volon suit. Something right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, you know, in in Babylon Five, the yeah, the Mm. the Volons, uh, you you can't. They don't like to be seen, Mm. um, and they they say there are reasons why you can't look at them, and so they're they're in a like an encounter suit. Mm. Not really. that much of a different no, idea not really oh, in less than 10 minutes Gemma did he ask you to give him a Babylon 5 <laughs> intro like, there it's time they're taking Carlos back to they're taking him back to the Medusan homeworld mm. yeah they yeah. are but the, the Enterprise has been assigned to transport the Medusan ambassador back to his homeworld. And I, I, immediately I'm struck by the amount of missions where the flagship of the Federation is essentially a flipping bus service. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but you, anyway. that makes sense, though, doesn't it? Because they want to make a good impression. And yeah, they, high profile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What What's a bit silly is that um, so humans will go crazy if they see a Medusan, mm. but... but uh, but Vulcans can handle it if they wear a special, like red, red visor. visor. Yeah. And so when when mm. they when the 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 magician beams on with with Doctor Jones, uh, Spock puts on his visor. It's in a flipping box anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and yeah. They, they go to the effort of like clearing the corridors. There's a great scene where everyone has to go leave the corridors and go into their quarters because. Um, 
well, magician is there? They it's might, like, he's in a box. But he might drop the box. They're just being yeah. safe. Okay, yeah, yeah. Protocol. This is Captain Kirk to all ship's personnel. Clearance plans now in effect. Clear passageways immediately. The ambassador will be escorted to his quarters at once. I also like it out of the This is a bit of a jump jump right to the end. Um, Spock beams them back out again. Mm. Um, and in order to beam them back out, he puts his visor back on, even though the Medusin <laughs> is still in the box. Yeah, and, and he's also, beaming them out. And also, Kirk is just oh, there yeah, in the room, is isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's a big thing. Um, this guy, Lawrence Marvick, beams on first, mm. and he actually chastises him, says, what are you doing in the room, Captain? Collis is about to beam on board. <laughs> if you even see him, even the box is at risk, you know. <laughs> I'm James Kirk, the captain. Captain, what are you doing here? You'll have to leave before the Medusan ambassador. Yes, arrives. everything will be taken care of. This is Mr. Spock, my first officer. Oh, yes, you're the Vulcan. It's all right for you to remain, but uh, you, Captain, and this other gentleman... Montgomery Scott, chief engineer. Call me Scotty. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I can, there's a lot of... Then story goes on, really, with um, Miranda Jones, who is, is attending Carlos, mm-hmm. um, is assigned to the ambassador because apparently she could, they want her to have a mind link with him to... In her, to further communications and it turns out she's the runner-up to that job and Spock was the first candidate so uh, she has some issues with Spock yeah she's because she is a natural um, psychic a human and yeah, not a Vulcan human telepath. telepath sorry and she was but she was um, educated on Vulcan because of her uh, her immense natural abilities, and she couldn't, she couldn't, but she couldn't master them in human society. So, yeah. so she was educated on Vulcan. So she's got, um, she uses Vulcan methods. Yeah, and that I don't, that isn't kind of revealed straight away. I don't think because mm. we were like we had some questions yeah, yeah, yeah. about what like what's her deal. Yeah, because she's clearly okay. human, but well, she's wearing the Vulcan visor. Yeah, and speaking using Vulcan, and not from Earth. Mm, she's not no. from Earth. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's it you know, it is it is yeah. explained. I, I kind of quite liked that that mm, there was a yeah. bit of a mystery. Um, that the audience wasn't in on, and that we we sort of got drip fed. You know, and she's she's played by Diana Muldaur. Yes, yeah. Who, who my favourite. We doctor. maybe know better for playing Doctor Pulaski. Yeah, she's she's less grumpy than Doctor Pulaski. Well, I don't episode. know, but not, she? she's not. She's uh, she's, grumpy. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not oh. hugely less grumpy. <laughs> Cool. So yeah, we should let's let's talk about the dinner scene ah, because that is a scene. a really really long, <laughs> big scene, and yeah. it's also it's 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 the, the one of the most problematic. Yeah, uh, so cringy. Yeah. I just yeah, it's really cringy. <laughs> so it, it opens with her being asked by uh, Kirk. I can't understand why they let you go with Carlos. Hey, Captain. The male population of the Federation. Didn't someone try and talk you out of it? Yes. And it's yeah. just, oh, God, ah, painful. 
I mean, what is going on? It's, they're, they're all acting like there's no women at all. They've, they haven't seen a woman for ages, yeah, and they're all super horny. Vile. Yeah. Because Will turned to me and said, is she having some sort of psych- telepathic effect on them? Is she mm. messing with their brains? And I, I, I also said, if she is, then that's problematic. You know, it stirs a storyline. Yeah. But, like, that's how they were react. That's how they were acting. Yeah. Although, by the... After, Anyway, I don't want to skip ahead too far. But yeah, um, yeah, it was really odd and really mm. problematic. And also, interestingly, they were all being waited on by females in short skirts. I mean, I know all of the females were in short skirts anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was also a bit distasteful for me. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, they're wearing they're wearing dress uniforms. I mean. Yeah. I mean, if. If you if it was a private if these people were on a private meeting like a date or something and and they wanted to put on some a, put on a bad line a bad chat up line mm-hmm. that's fine but not in this situation no <laughs> yeah you know, it's like it, not not in a formal yeah. situation where you have a federation with a federation representative well that's yeah. from that is from our point of view. Um, I am sure that women were at that time, probably also in this time, treated exactly like that in highly yeah. formal situations. Yeah, yeah but it's but just and not, it was it considered chivalrous. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that that's it. It feels like the episode thinks that it's that it's a compliment to mm. her that all of the guys uh, are um, all over her. Yeah, drooling. Yes, I think most of us are attracted by beauty and repelled by ugliness, one of the last of our prejudices. At the risk of sounding prejudiced, gentlemen, here's to beauty. To Miranda Jones, the loveliest human ever to grace a starship. How can one so beautiful condemn herself to look upon ugliness the rest of her life? They've done episodes before where they haven't acted like that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this 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 to me seems quite out of character for the way they've behaved around attractive women before. Yeah, it's like it is kind of sometimes, but it is a bit of a kind of character assassination on on all mm. of them. Like even even Scotty, as he, I mean, I, even Scotty, he doesn't say he doesn't say. There's a really there's a funny moment in in I think it is in the dinner scene where it, I think it's towards the end of the dinner scene where she senses that someone is thinking about murder. <laughs> yes. And immediately it was like I was like it's Scotty <laughs> <laughs> thinking about that time he killed the prostitute, isn't it? <laughs> Sex worker. <laughs> Sex worker, Sex sorry. <laughs> yes. Oh, horrendous. But, but it, it interestingly, I mean um uh, balancing all of that sh- her character is she is not fawning she is not interested in their compliments at all she's condescending towards them mm. she um it's a very interesting because these 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 guys are being repulsive um but she is not um, she's not um, intimidated by them at all. Mm. She is not interested in them at all. She's being very polite and and slightly condescending towards them. Apart yeah. from to Spock, who she's very, very spiky against. Oh yeah, she um, hates him. She hates she? him. Only she hates his brooch. You know, I was just noticing your Vulcan idic. 
Mr. Spark. Is it a reminder that as a Vulcan, you can mind link with the Medusans far better than I could? Well, I doubt that Mr. Spock would don the most revered of all Vulcan symbols merely to annoy you, Dr. Jones. Ooh, why are you wearing that brooch? God, Lisa, I just wore it to make you happy. (laughs) Please. No, I... Yeah, it was quite funny. He didn't. He didn't. We're going to see him wind her up. (laughs) Apparently apparently that dinner scene was going to be majorly focusing on the idic. It was a, mm. a chance for some product placement by Gene Roddenberry. Uh, yeah. Um, the, the cast but, protested. But the cast protested about it because they thought it was, was um, oh. like a really horrible thing to do. They thought it was, you know. But distasteful. Cheap. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so they showed, do you know what would be a really horrible way to do this dinner scene? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm starting to think, I wish they'd just fucking product placed that bloody edict symbol. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. And the anti madness. I, th- I feel. I felt like the anti madness visors were a bit of product placement. I mean, kids would love an anti madness visor yeah. in the sixties. I, I would happily wear one of those. Actually, I thought they yeah. looked awesome. Can you imagine the bullying though that would come out of those anti madness visors? You it can't. Yeah, but there's four people who couldn't afford one. Would no, be no. I mean, I mean, I have to put on my anti madness visor to look at you because you're so ugly. Yeah, kids are mean. Oh, I see. Yeah, you, yeah. That, that's very true, Gemma. You would they, that would happen, wouldn't it? <laughs> so I like that you're you're thinking that the the person who's doing the bullying is the person who has the visor, yes. <laughs> rather than 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 yeah, kids the being nerd. bullied for wearing something. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I have a feeling it would be the other way around, but, you know. I'm wearing my special visor. <laughs> and my and my idic brooch. Idic brooch. Sorry. Go ahead, Gemma. No, no, you, you go ahead. But, yeah, I I found, I like, I mean, like we've been saying, I, I did find it hard to watch it's very cringe it's a cringy behavior from all the mm. from, from a lot of the from from kirk and and mccoy and in particular yeah. but that was really um, interesting because mccoy was cringeworthy but then after the meal he comes out with something yeah that, was just, that his behavior wasn't kind of indicative of that was it exactly yeah i it's all. It's a bit all. His that character is all over the place in this episode. Mm. I, he's he's very professional towards the end of the episode, but at mm. this point, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, "What's what's going on with this? What's going on with these characters? Why are they? Are we like you guys have been saying before? Why are they behaving like this? It's it's, it's really odd. Um, quite predatory, I found in that. Very. I felt. I felt. Now, where I come from, that's what we call a lady. Yes, she is something special. Very special. I suggest you treat her accordingly. I felt concerned for Dr. Jones in that episode, in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Which I never thought I would in a Star Trek episode, but I was like, what's going on here? I don't like this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it was really strange. Really uncomfortable. Like, like you say, Gemma, the kind the kind of saving grace, if if there is one, is that actually she is quite a strong character mm. in this, and she she does kind of hold her own, and she's she's yeah. not. 
interested at all in in um yeah. you know their advances no she's not interested she's not intimidated she's she's kind of you know yeah casually pushes them aside really yeah and then the meal is thankfully ended and she goes she leaves and she no uh, was it the doctor offers to to escort her to her room and she's like nah i'm fine i'll find my own way and um leaves and then the um the engineer guy what's his name again marvick larry marvick larry marvick mr marvick stands up and says you've all been very rude to her (laughs) why are you going and he leaves and yeah for a moment you're like oh okay the voice of reason (laughs) Uh, yeah, but then unfortunately it turns out he's even worse he's a stalker <laughs> yeah and he's like so he's he's basically in, in love with her isn't mm. he and um he sort of confronts her in a room and mm. he he has a really uh really awful line uh, where he says i can't what he says something like why don't you you sh- you need to start acting more like a woman yeah stop oh, he, stop oh being God. a scientist da, 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 da. yeah but mm. because she pushes him away and she doesn't want to kiss him yeah because she's told him several several times i don't like you in that way i am not interested please leave me alone and then he tries to kiss and he does yeah, he kiss does her. kiss her anyway and she's like she has to just put up with she, it. Yeah. And, and then, then, it, and then he's he like, really oh, you start acting more like a woman. Yeah. Now I know what a mere human male has to do to get a reaction out of you. Make you think he's a patient. A great psychologist. Why don't you try being a woman for a change? And he storms out. Mm. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> It's pretty bad. It's isn't very it? bad. So he's a stalker. Um, yeah. Thinks he... that he thinks there's a relationship where there's no relationship, and then we find out. Oh no! Before he storms out, mm. is that the point where she she realizes that it's him is thinking of murder? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 He wants to murder Collis, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he. Um... Goes off and just has Tries. a look in the box. <laughs> look, yeah. Yeah. He's absolutely mad. Cocoa bananas. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I there's some there's some stuff around that that I that I really like. So when he, I quite like the sort of effect when he opens the box. Obviously, like how do you show an audience uh, an alien creature that you have told them it's so ugly? that humans will go mad if mm. they see them. And the the sort of effect that they have is kind of like a green, kind of kind of a wibbly, swirly, wibbly, swirly, shimmery. Mm. Yeah. And it's I, I, I actually thought that was quite a good idea because it it's like it almost feels like that's that's not really what he's seeing, but that's that's how they can represent it on the T V mm. show. Because what he's really seeing is like it's it's far beyond what truly nice would come Truly from. alien. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then when he when he does go crazy, there's there's some really interesting um, camera work in this episode. Yeah. I, I really liked it. It's, yeah. it's uh, there's some really nutty kind of like first person perspective mm. uh, <laughs> shots where he he's yeah. like 
attacking people yeah, and you see people over. Yeah, and it's almost like a kind of a fisheye lens yes. style. Yeah, it is camera shot. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, I like that they, the... they do take some good camera work things with this episode. They do. Yeah, there's some interesting shots of the corridors in this where yeah. the, cam- the yeah. camera is the camera is high up near the ceiling. Mm. I think, mm. which isn't normally. Um, I like mm. that. Like like you guys say, and I thought the like the fight scenes in this episode were well choreographed they i thought they had a lot of energy and they they worked really mm. well yeah and the, the music was good the good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and just yeah. yeah and and just just shot really interestingly and and differently as well like it it looks quite different from any other star trek mm. episode and i imagine shooting an episode of tv in that style was was a bit experimental for the 60s mm. Um, you know, usually they have so many episodes to churn out. There's a, there's a lot of the camera work is quite static mm. um, yeah. in the original series. This is the limitation of the technology. So they really tried something unusual in this. They episode. break a lot of, con- of the conventions of the TOS filming style, really. In this, mm. and it's it's is brilliant because it? it gives you that sort of bizarre other you know if. With the way the story is and the concepts, mm. I think it's a really good choice to do some of these things. Yes, yeah, well. I agree. There's, a, there's also a lovely shot of the bridge from a completely different angle yeah. than usual. Yeah, from that. sort of in the yeah. lift. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Um, so, but yeah, the, just... the bits where, um, so the, the engineer guy goes mad but he doesn't he doesn't have superpowers so it, it seems a bit silly <laughs> until he does yeah but it's like i don't understand why they find it so difficult to restrain it because why does he's nobody stun him yeah mm. but he actually, superhuman strength but he Sorry. gets into the engine room and sends it blasts them all off into like a different galaxy yeah there's like there's a pretty funny scene where scotty's in there with him isn't he because scotty's fawning over him a bit scotty doesn't even realize like literally this guy is going crazy and doing stuff and scotty's just chatting to him he doesn't know at that point because actually he's just he's just acting normal at that point to be fair but he's moving his little sliders up going and then he gets a tele scotty gets that telephone call with the like by the way just watch out that engineer guy's gone and effing nuts <laughs> and he's like oh no and then it all kicks <laughs> off yeah i like it at one point where they ask scotty where they are scotty where are we i don't know i'm <laughs> in the engine room <laughs> yeah. you know where have we where have we come There's to no scotty? windows in here <laughs> <laughs> You're on the bridge, mate. <laughs> yeah, you've got on the bridge. I I quite like that they the sort of peril in the episode is that they end mm. up in a like oh. off the map, basically in in, in a space time continuum. Yeah, that's oh. that. That is something Spock says, yes. doesn't he? That we're we're in a space time continuum. When we exceeded warp speed factor 9.5, we apparently entered a space-time continuum. Ah, uh, uh, well, that's not, that's not what it is. <laughs> You're always in a space-time yeah, continuum. I mean, yeah. Come on, Spock, you know this. You're a science guy. I'm, I can't believe you guys are arguing with Spock. 
<laughs> you're right. Sorry, you're right. how many Vulcan Science Academies have you graduated from? Oh, oh right, then. Yeah, you, you're more qualified than Spock. I graduated from the Vulcan, Vulcan Science Academy of Life. <laughs> Vulcan Science Academy of Hard Of Hard Knocks. <laughs> <laughs> The kind of situation they find themselves in is that they they're they're, they're stuck in like woo space. Woo space. And and it turns out that actually the Medusans are really, really excellent navigators. Mm-hmm. So they're like, wait a minute, actually there is something we could do here. Mm-hmm. Um and they, this is where we get the because they, they sort of decide, well, I think McCoy says um like it's gotta be spot. Spock's got to do a, a mind meld with the Medusin and and it can't be it can't be Doctor Jones because she can't pilot the ship, which is fair point. And it turns out she can't pilot the ship because she's blind. Yeah, um, you've jumped ahead there. Have I? Yeah, a little bit. I don't. I don't believe but that I have. I believe that you have. <laughs> but yeah, also, you completely that... skipped over the bit. Yeah. McCoy pretends he's born in Hawaii. Uh, that's that's a callback to a previous you've skipped over a problematic scene number three oh what's that where oh i have have. because they don't want dr jones to um to do it so they have to they have to distract her so she can't she thinks about nothing else but what's happening at the time and what does captain kirk come up with show show (laughs) her lots of pretty flowers flowers and try to do the sex with her (laughs) (laughs) oh that that is a bit awful, isn't yeah. it? The idea that, like, oh, how do you distract a lady person? Do you know what she? Yeah. you know what she'd go for? The pretty, pretty flowers. flowers. The room of pretty flowers. Why do they have that? Like, it's not a kind of hydroponics bay, <clears throat> is it? It's, it's the just... arboretum. Is it though? Right. Well, it's the arboretum on the budget that they had. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, he, he start, opens with an odd line where he says, like, this is my favourite place. <laughs> I may be sentimental, but this is my favourite place. Earth. I've never been to Earth. But I read, I read that, that on, memory, on memory alpha, obviously, that, that perhaps it was um, an attempt, initially it was going to be an attempt to have a sort of the idea of a holodeck. Yeah, I um, but but they never really went with that, and yeah. but they kept that line in. I said, like, "What what's Kirk on about?" It's the, <laughs> it's just like the, the flowers. Flower I mean, it's flower. I mean, I guess the arboretum is divided up into sort of areas, and one area is earth flowery flower yeah. bits, and yeah. that's his favourite bit, like the yeah. um, like the crystal maze. <laughs> yeah. yeah, over there's the, the Vulcan zone, the Tellarite zone. zone. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she. So they have a long heart to heart where she's talking about how she's human contact isn't of no interest to her because of her psych, uh, telepathic abilities, and it all just causes pain. And his answer to that is try to kiss her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, 
Oh, Kurt, read the room, Kurt. <laughs> Your favourite room. <laughs> read it. The, the, the thing is, he's, he's, he's employing this awful distraction thing, you know, mm-hmm. rather than just talk to the woman sensibly, sit yeah. and yeah. say, look, here's the thing. Yeah, let, let, let's put aside that nonsense for a second and say, okay, so you need to keep her busy so you can you can do this. You want, you know, you want to distract her. She's a fucking telepath. <laughs> <laughs> How did you think this was going to work? Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Did you just think that Kirk's general horniness was going to yeah. overwhelm his ulterior motive? Do you know what, Rick? I think maybe that is what they thought. Yes. <laughs> That's probably what they were. Yeah. Do you know what? The pure power of his horniness. Yeah. Distract you with your seduction because, yeah, you're, you're so fucking horny and back seducing her anyway she'll not even see that there's an ulterior motive because probably fucking her yeah. is your main motive at this point yeah Kirk will be like what 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 was the ulterior motive <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh it's yeah I mean it's it's it's, it's so insulting yeah. it's just yeah it you're right it's, it's why, why Kirk should have said look I'm the captain you're not merging with Carlos Sparkies yeah. Because yeah. of these reasons. Because of the yeah, because of the Which yeah. is basically what happened what ended <laughs> up happening. Um, yeah, bizarrely, when they try and explain it to her reasonably, it works because yeah. she is a reasonable and intelligent person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like, why didn't you try that approach to begin with? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's a good point. That whole deception was really unnecessary and um yeah, like another like, like, just not a very respectful way to treat someone, no. is it? Um, but, um, but yes, then we get to the point that I was thinking yes. of, where we get the reveal that that uh, she's actually blind, um, and the sparkly dress that she's wearing mm. is like a really high tech sensor net. Yes, and I, I really like that reveal. I, I didn't did. see it coming. No. Um, no. But it, but it actually makes sense. It does uh, when you when you think about like some of the odd her, uh, odd performance in in some yeah last her demeanor sometimes and yeah I think that was that was actually quite intelligent work there yeah immediately yeah. in, in the you, midst you, of all this watch it with the knowledge that she's blind and you can see it's in her performance the whole mm. way through. Yeah, it's really well done. And some some of the some of the lines, some of her lines as well in the script, are mm. very telling. But yeah. not the first time you watch it, it's pretty well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. And also, um, it's a great concept that she has basically like a proto visor, yeah, you know, as, yeah. as an item of clothing. And that's this this the episode has such amazing concepts. You know, the Medusan as a general concept is brilliant. Uh, the whole point of being stuck in this other place and how how they're going to get out is brilliant. The, yeah, yeah. The blind woman and the the, the early visor dress is brilliant concept. Mm-hmm. It's really well done. I love that. Yeah, and the, and couple that with the really interesting camera work. Yeah. Um, and you know you've you've got a lot of strength, like, but it's but it's completely undermined <laughs> by yeah. the the weird actions of the of the command crew. Um and yeah, so then so then Spock does uh bond with the magician mm-hmm. um on the bridge where they <laughs> have to set up 
a, a barrier. Especially like a weird office cubicle. Type yeah, of thing. yeah. <laughs> it's so not, it's not even that big. It's, it's not, like they haven't. No, it's not very big, is it? Well, he's only in a little box, Gemma, you know. <laughs> How much space does he need? <laughs> but it's not like it's... A, I was picturing it being like a force field or something yeah. or, you know, so, something high-tech. But it's, yeah, it is just like a little office cubicle wall and they, <laughs> that they've just stuck on the... Br- I don't really understand why he had to do it on the bridge. Was no. there not... Could he have just... Could he have gone into the lift... Uh, done it in the lift and then come out again. Why did they need that screen on the bridge? Like they have doors <laughs> to every room. Do it in a different room. Go to the gents and do it in there. It would make know. more sense to have done it in sick bay. Yeah, behind a screen, yeah. but so there was monitoring and medical equipment. But yeah, and then have him just walk up to the <laughs> to the. Why did it all have to happen on the bridge? <laughs> I, I mean, of, of all the flaws in the episode, that's probably one of the most minor. <laughs> I, I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then I, I do quite like the, the, then like Spock gets to do that thing that he does occasionally get to do mm. in a TOS episode where he um, acts human yes. or he, he like, he gets to smile, doesn't he? That's a big thing that yeah. Lennon and Moe would always do. It's, it's actually a really nice bit because yeah. suddenly a, a, a being who's like formless energy has a body mm. and he gets to see these people through, through, you know, corporeal eyes. And it's really well done. It's a lovely bit. And, you know, he comments mm. on, on the bizarreness of having a solid limited form and everything like that. And it's, it's a really awesome bit. Again, it plays into the concept of the Medusin, which is so well, so such an idea. And it's a really nicely done scene. And Nimoy plays it. This, it's it's like a, almost like a an awed wonder at this different state of being that Carlos is is experiencing. Yeah, yeah. that's why. Yeah. That's why. Nung, I think that's. I mean, a non-corporeal being would would be interested in that. They would mm. find it incredible. Mm. That's why. Yeah. I, that's why I think. In general, non-corporeal beings would interact with corporeal beings because, because yeah, they want to, they want to feel and touch and taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's like it's a great experience for Spock as well because he, he gets to kind of feel that sense of wonder and, mm. and have those emotions that he doesn't usually have, and it's kind of nice, like a nice moment where he like he sort of addresses everyone on the bridge, but he, he talks. About them differently than the mm. Spock would talk about. Them. Yeah, he turns, cool. he, t- he turns to uh, McCoy and says, "I know you as well." Something like that. We've <laughs> <laughs> known each other for ages. Anyway, there's a, there, there's a there, there's a great comedic bit where McCoy, where Spock says something, and and McCoy goes, yeah. "That's not Spock." And then he says, "A Spock." I thought that was that was really good. I found that was mm. funny. She walks in beauty like the night. That's not Spock. Are you surprised to find that I've read Byron, Doctor? That's Spock. And then, so yeah, so they get back to the to the galaxy, and and uh, um, Chekhov says, fine. "Oh, we're at, we're actually in the, the like the exact spot that we were in mm. before, mm. Um, pretty much." Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, like, oh, okay, great. The episode's over. Everything's fine. Spock only forgets to put his bloody visor back on, doesn't he? 
And he There's, pops around the, the, he the pops screen. He pops around the screen and then Kirk sees the visor and he's like, oh, no, Spock, your visor! Oh, <laughs> don't look at him! <laughs> oh, silly Billy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so, I mean, Shatner really overacts that little bit. As well. <laughs> yeah. Spock! And, if, uh, you're yeah, up, if you're going to put up that screen, have like a little sticker on it saying uh, anti, anti-madness anti yeah. visors must be yeah. worn at all times. So. Yeah. Like, and now you must wash your hands and now <laughs> yeah. you must put your visor on. They've been so careful up to that point. It's such an mm. oversight. But, uh, <laughs> but he was so happy. Yeah, he yeah. just forgot. But it's cool that, um, like, I really like then in that bit, uh, Spock goes, Cocoa bananas, bananas, and we we get that cool. Okay. Some of those cool camera shots again, like oh, a sort of first it's... person perspective fight. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's yeah. really well done, isn't it? It's the, 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 the whole the, the distorted lens. Uh, oh my! It's such mm. a good bit. Really yeah, well done. Yeah, I don't know. I I agree, but there were some funny moments when he had these two arms coming out from him and going push, push. <laughs> yeah. Push. <laughs> <laughs> Vulcan push, Vulcan push. Yeah, <laughs> and then, then they they do something that they they. I don't know why it takes them so long to think of this, but they they just stun him. Yeah, with a, with a favor. <laughs> so something they could have done all along. Um, well, I think what we've been talking about is that it would have been interesting if it would have been interesting to have Carlos as more of an active participant in this mm. episode and the merge with Spock to happen earlier because even because then you could have even had like Spock uh, Spock the Spock the merge Spock and Carlos acting inappropriately and that be a thing in this story not you know be mm. a, th- that be a point in the story that that this has happened like like a non-corporeal being is is experiencing being corporeal and is acting inappropriately, and you could use that as a I, I, as, part know, most, of, as part of the story. Most of the senior bridge crew are acting appropriately in this episode. Do we? Yeah, need I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, not that it's, not that that should be a. I mean, in in the, no, I know in the way the, in, in the way it's <laughs> happened in the episode, it's not. It's not. Hmm. It's, it shouldn't happen that way. But if you are going to have these kind of things happen, then at least you could sort of. Include it in the story in a in a way that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that could have that could have played out pretty interestingly. Like you said, like the the the, the whole concept of the magician is one of the most interesting aspects of the episode. And and yeah, have, having Spock be merged with it for for a lot longer. I mean, you know, you could have you could taken out the dinner scene, mm. uh, yeah. Have some yeah. more stuff with Spock and the magician. Could have could have actually had a pretty decent episode here. I think. Yeah, I think you could have skipped the appalling misogyny and explored the, the really interesting concepts. A lot yeah. Because so. yeah. then after this scene, we go on to one in to a scene which I I think maybe is even worse than the din- than the dinner scene mm. where for some reason like everyone is just really angry with dr jones yeah even though she hasn't really done, anything, done anything wrong, wrong. but in they're fact, really cross with in her fact, she told them that it was a bad idea for spot <laughs> and it was really really dangerous yeah and uh she was right i mean it was a good idea and that they got them all home safe and sound but yeah and it, then it, like it, it messed up at the end 
Yeah. Like, yeah. And so Kirk's just really angry with her. I mean, I get, like, I think he's... Because he wants that, her to save Spock. Yeah, yeah. And they all think that she's not trying to save Spock because she's an emotional, angry female. So he, he berates like, her. He berates yeah. her like she's a child. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, he, and he physically assaults her as yeah, well, yeah. you know. He grabs hold of her and a, shakes her yeah, around. At a point where she's taken off her sensor net, so she is a, she's mm. vulnerable. Yeah. And she clear, the way that she's acting, she's clearly not kind of, you know, completely in control because she can't see him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's assaulting her. It's, it's a pretty low moment for the hero character of the show uh, to see him physically assaulting a blind woman mm. it's like it's a bit of a like put your head in your hands moment mm. what what am i what am i why am i watching this <laughs> like it's pretty misjudged yeah um yeah. but i mean in in its defense i think what what they were going for was like sparks uh, kirk's anger at directed at her because he was you know he was afraid that he was going to lose spark because mm. his friend um it it just didn't really quite come off that way, I don't think. Yeah, I think between the script and the direction, something just didn't work. wasn't wasn't right. I think the yeah the direction didn't. If I mean, I don't know. I mean, you guys might know more because you do more. You've worked on more sort of film projects than than I have, but I I feel like maybe it was in the direction where something didn't was lost. Yeah, yeah. I think I think <clears throat> could have played that scene, you know, a lot less physically, um, and 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 had the dialogue and may and maybe have it play out a little better. I think um, mm. than it does, couldn't you? But but yeah, it's a pretty shocking scene, really. Um, and the, but then of course she, you know, she does concede and she does save Spock and. Um, mm. And everything's okay in the end, <laughs> except except for that engineer guy who went mad and died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Again, there's another little missed thing. You know, this guy is one of the original designers of the Enterprise. Yeah, um, it's it's only it, like Scotty kind of has a bit of a boner over him, doesn't he? But that's that's mm. all they really do with that aspect of his character. And yeah, yeah, he's just there to sort of be an antagonist i think and, mm. and then die <laughs> <laughs> yeah because yeah. he didn't say he said he doesn't say very much in that dinner scene like he he contributes to the conversation about about the ancient greeks and their perception of what uh, that everything that is beautiful is good and he says mm. like everything that is no and the reverse, of course, that what is beautiful is automatically expected to be good. Yes, I think most of us are, are attracted by beauty and repelled by ugliness, one of the last of our prejudices. I do, I do like that portion of that conversation. I like, I like them talking about perception and, mm-hmm. and what is deemed to be ugly and, and beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and Kirk, and Kirk says it's like, it's like the last prejudice, that one of the last prejudices that they have is this yeah. way of looking at things. Um, but yeah, I think like, but apart from that, Marvick just does that. Mm. It assaults Miranda Jones, goes mad, and dies. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. he, like you say, like you say, Rick, he was—he's a design, He's one of the designers of the Enterprise. That could have been 
Well, why, why not just make him some general functionary of ambassadorial staff? Why yeah. give him that history if you're not going to play with it? Not going to do something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Did, did they did they do that just so that it would explain how he would be able to understand the engine yes. room and, and how he would be allowed right. into there and how Scotty would be fawning over him and not yeah, paying attention to what he's doing. Yeah. Suppose, yeah. Yeah. Now you make a point, Jeremy. He wouldn't have got away with just going fiddling with controls if Scotty hadn't been like absolutely in love with the dude. So. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's in, it's interesting. They've thought through like the motivation. They thought through really well. Like how how would this guy be allowed in the engine room? Mm. Oh yeah, if he was the designer and Scotty was all over him. They didn't they didn't uh, give a moment's thought to what they were doing with that dinner scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how that yeah. was going to come off. They thought through how 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 professional Starfleet officers should should interact with a lady. Well. <laughs> I mean, Rick, Will, you have uh, raised an interesting point to me in a previous conversation about mm. this, about the writer of the the episode. Oh, that wasn't me. That was um. Oh, sorry, that was Rick Palmer. I've, I've I've misattributed that comment to Will. <laughs> sorry, Palmer. Um, oh, you've raised an interesting point about the writer of the episode. Mis- yeah. Misattributing a source is a, is a matter for citation up, surely. <laughs> <laughs> you did it! Well done! There we go. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. anyway, Rick, your, so, your so, interesting point. So, it was written by Jean Lizette Arrowesti. I, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> And the point I was making is that I was wondering, and 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 we talked a bit about this earlier, is that I, I wonder, I wonder what, I wonder if what she in, intended to have the script, the story of the script to be, how different that was to how it ended up in the mm-hmm. being de- depicted in the in the episode, and, yeah. and 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 whether that's kind of through the direction and. And the, and the choices that get made when you make a TV show, um, I, I I always wonder because you know this is made, no, this is made sixty more than sixty years ago now. No, sorry, not more than fifty years ago now. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm wondering if there's like that because it's getting beamed into quite small televisions, it has to be more over the top. You have to be you 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 mm-hmm. kind of lose some of the subtlety in terms of mm-hmm. what you want to get out of depicting on screen um so i think that was that was what i was talking about whether whether the writer actually wanted to kind of include this these problematic elements of a story mm-hmm. but sort of you know over they were the, the way they the way they came across yeah. in the episode it could did, have been a comment on because it was, it was the the was the the theme was beauty and people's reaction to what is perceived as beautiful and ugly. Mm. It could have been a comment on some way some men um, react to a beautiful woman and how certain aspects of that woman are overlooked because of her beauty. Mm. And um, yeah, and the way, yeah, it could have been more subtle in that respect than it was, and then it ended up. It's yeah. Just, it, it could have worked better if it w- if it wasn't the command crew 
acting like that in a professional situation like it Uh, no I don't know I think it could have worked and Mm. if it could have been um they could have learned from the situation you know Mm. there are they could have because you do have men who are in power and they react inappropriately towards women um completely blindly they don't understand if you were to bring it up to them they wouldn't understand and that's and still to this day they wouldn't understand why what they were doing was inappropriate Mm. and um and they could have had a i don't know i don't i I I don't know if this episode was the right there's a moment Mm. after kirk berates dr jones regarding helping spark he comes outside and he's, yeah. he's all like all sorrowful and stuff. And McCoy says, you know, what did you say? And he says, maybe too much. What'd you say to her? Maybe too much. What's she doing in there? You may be right, Pauls. Maybe I shouldn't have gone in. She's like, I don't know if it's about saying too much. He's fucking manhandling yeah. her, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you come out and be sorrowful and remorseful. No, you, 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 there's a bit more than just saying too much there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, should have said really yeah. Weird. Just... Said too much. Also, like smacked her around. A bit. <laughs> that was yeah. probably also a bit probably going to get fired. <laughs> for that. Of, he's absolutely regretful of the wrong bit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking earlier today, actually, in terms of this episode, um, some t- a previous episode um, where I discussed the um, episode, the alternative factor. Uh, with with Johnny Staggs and we were mm. talking about how in that episode it's another episode that's generally derided but we did find there's a bit where there is a woman of colour who is essentially being the chief engineer in episode and I think mm. there's a, the reasoning was James Dewan was unavailable for that episode mm. they'd kind of written Scotty's bit so they got this 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 lady in to act to do this bit but essentially just gave her all Scotty's lines. And I'm just thinking there's an episode Ooh. where this woman is respected as for as her authority. She's treated as, you know, being known what she's doing, having a pretty important job, monitoring dilithium crystals and engineering and stuff like this. And then you get this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the contrast. Yeah. It's extraordinary. Yeah. It's yeah, it, it it's yeah, it's 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 it, it's disappointing. And you can make the obviously the argument obviously a lot of the time with um, original is is of its time, mm. and yes, absolutely, it is of its time. That doesn't necessarily make it right <laughs> that that, yeah. that poor woman is treated like that for this episode. It's mm. absolutely, and yet she Ooh. does stand up to it and she does hold her own. But oh yeah, it's it, it's it's a hit to the to the enlightened future that Star Trek represents to many of us, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It, I interestingly, guess it's, I guess... it's it it's sorry, I'm good. No, no, go ahead. ahead. Um it was made at a time when they probably didn't hand out series Bibles like they do now mm. to writers. So yeah. they probably weren't given a template as strongly as they are these days of this is the characters, this is what this is what has happened up to now, mm. this is this is the direction in which these characters are going. They were probably just asked to write an episode for these characters who were on a spaceship, da 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 da. Mm. 
Yeah. So the the possible fluctuations in character behaviour would have been uh, explainable in that respect because they they just did not have that that strong base to um, yeah. to lay everything on. And and I wonder as well how much time did they have to go from filming to editing to to putting the episode out and mm-hmm. were there the opportunities to sort of look at what you had and go oh wait a minute this isn't you know, look look at what you filmed that day for example and go oh this isn't working this isn't great I maybe I, I, I wonder I mean there, there wasn't that opportunity to sort of realize to make things better to change things to to yeah. kind of even, even out an uneven episode yeah yeah but, I think, but I think I even in today's TV sort of schedule, there's not that, that chance. If you came and looked at an episode at that point, Rick, you're right. You wouldn't have the chance to really go, shit, that, we've messed that up. Let's get that sorted. It's really difficult. to. The, I mean, certainly to the level of the scenes in this, if they did realise, and it would be nice to think that they might have, they might have put it up and go, that comes across terribly. Flip, we, that was not what we are aiming for, but... It's so prevalent. It's difficult to think that they didn't put it that way. And I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, I, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. I, I think I think you're probably right. To be fair, um, yeah, like it's in, it's there in the dialogue, isn't it? Mm. Some of those those attitudes. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I. I I think that that's a good point, though. The opportunity for reshoots just wouldn't have been there, would it? In a no. TV show like that, what they filmed is what what they got. But but yeah, I mean, I think there there were there were problems at the at the script level. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I think it's a shame that, like we were talking about a bit earlier, it's a shame that Carlos wasn't more active in this mm. episode. Yeah, like he couldn't. Like he couldn't have been a part of resolving the issues that were that the that, that were the part of the story. Like like it, it could have even have been that his whole thing about being like looking on him and going mad, that could have been something that if they just told him, he's like, Oh that's I know what that's to do with. That's just I'll just <laughs> yeah. I can I can Let change me just turn that. this off and <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, oh yeah, you, you should have just said I can I can turn that down and then and then things will be fine. Yeah, you yeah. should. Oh, should have just said. <laughs> like in the um, uh, like comparing it with a TNG episode, the episode quality of life with the exocomps, the the the, the mm. denouement of that episode is that you know data, data risks the life of his captain and his best friend yeah. to make a point, um, and and he has a great conversation with Riker, and Riker says, "Well, look, well, how about if we ask them if they're willing to help us." And he's like, that's fine. And you could have had that here. Like you could have had more yeah. of, a, mm-hmm. of a of a way of working your work way of working out a solution to the problem that you have without having to kind of harangue a blind woman. <laughs> yeah. And wouldn't it have been interesting to know what the what the magician ambassador felt about the fact that when people looked at him, they went insane yeah, and died. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you're not great. Way? You're not that great either, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I would have loved if if we turned if they'd end up turning it around, and afterwards Spock 
spoke about the experience in a really reverential way that he'd seen something so beyond that mm. it was in fact quite beautiful mm. and you know then he talks about it with dr jones and they kind of shared that because she's she's mind linked but she's not seen whereas mm. he's seen and he's shared the consciousness and they could then maybe even have their own mind meld bit and he, end with him yeah. sharing that that could have been quite a thing it, it could really have. turn the perception around yeah it's a shame they didn't sort of look at resolving the themes that they put out there about beauty and goodness and things and mm. actually take that to a better conclusion really so yeah they could have done something more with that mm. yeah absolutely that's, that's the thing with this episode the concepts are great there's some brilliant concepts and they didn't quite pay them off in the best ways. And then it's overshadowed by the really appalling cringy bits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think of all the episodes that we've defended, I think actually we've, we've maybe had sort of the most to say in, in defense of this mm. episode, but, but also a lot to say oh. in, in, <laughs> uh, <laughs> in um damnation the, yes yeah. Prosecution. prosecution yeah 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 i mean there's some shit here that's unforgivable <laughs> so. yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah and but, it's hard it's yeah it's hard to defend that i suppose what we've done is we haven't tried to defend that aspect mm. of the episode we found other things in it that are yeah worth highlighting yeah yeah you could have had, yeah, could have had the same story with with none of that with none of those problems, mm. I think. Yeah, yeah. You could, there's, there's so much interesting stuff in there. You could have had a, you could have had a, a really, really good episode that didn't have any of that problematic stuff. No, and none of that problematic stuff is is um, like essential to the episode. You could have took taken it out, and you wouldn't really have impacted the story. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. And you could have had a dinner scene where Dr. Jones demonstrated that she was, a, a you know, not to be messed with. And she mm. she was strong and capable and, you know, could, could easily spar with these guys verbally without making them all look like absolute dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was an interesting one, though. I mean, I, I was, uh, in, I suppose, in another... Uh, way to defend it i didn't find it boring no like i was pretty gripped by it in, mm. in, in sometimes in the wrong ways <laughs> but it definitely wasn't a dull episode it at wasn't. all and this as you said earlier you you thought you got to the end of the episode but then there was more story yeah and it just it did keep unfolding like that but three two mm. times it unfolded yeah into a different way and that was interesting i think yeah it's, it's good it's it, it's 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 an interesting one that we've we've literally highlighted things that we can never defend at all mm. so so it is indefensible in that aspect but you know we've also had a good crack at pointing out there's some really good stuff there if yeah. only it, you know, in a very if only kind of a way. Yeah, I think its its main defense is if if you can ignore those really problematic parts of the episode and and focus on the interesting parts, and there is there's stuff here that's worth watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Does anyone have any any more thoughts on this episode? Just, just I don't I don't know if we've given <sighs> Diana Moldark enough props for just how well 
she acted this episode. She was really, really good. Yeah. 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 Oh, she is good, actually. Yeah. What? What is it? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I've been, on, I've been on mute because I've been eating crisps. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree, Rick. Diana Mordo was. was yeah. Uh, she was. Yeah. She was excellent. When she when she shows up in season two of TNG, what, I mean, had they chosen her on the strength of her performance in this episode, or was it was it a bit of a coincidence that that she'd been in a in an episode of Star Trek before? Apparently, they had a rough a, a general policy not to bring back a guest star in a different role. Mm. Um, although in several points they had done, but this she was maybe more prominent than than, than previous occasions. Um, and they, the black, the hairdo is a black wig to try mm. and differentiate her from that. So, yeah, whether it's particularly on that strength yeah. or just generally, because you know the quality of her performance. Because she, she's been in a, she's been a guest star in another episode of the original of the original mm. series, hasn't she? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Oh, right. I didn't know. Oh, sorry. I thought that's what you were referring to. When you said no. season two, I, th- I just assumed you meant the the episode she'd been in TOS already. Ah, uh, no, no, I meant as in 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 TNG when they bring ah. her back as uh, as Pulaski. Ah, uh, I I don't know. I don't probably. I imagine there's a certain amount of like, oh yeah, she was really good when she worked on Star Trek before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there must have been a sense that like, wouldn't it be interesting to bring her back in a completely different role? Mm. You know, it was a completely different character many years later. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. I thought I thought you might have the trivia on that, Rick. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I had a different bit of trivia for basically a different question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and therefore still... I assumed that was the question you asked. <laughs> <laughs> it was still valid. It was. It was definitely connected. Cool. Should we? Should we wrap it up there? Yeah, I think guys. so. Yeah. I think we've said all we need to say. I believe so. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. And we will be back, of course, with another episode in the future talking about Star Trek again. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Yeah, thanks very much, everyone. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Do you realize how incredible this is? It's tradition. You haven't noticed that bum? What? Bum. Oh no! I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.lowerdecksradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at ten backward, ten being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at lowerdexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund our ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash Lower Decks Radio.
uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or we're on various third-party apps. And if you could leave us a review on any of those, that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening, and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure history never forgets the name. 10 Backward? Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? 10 Backward. 10 Backward. Scotty, where are we? I don't know.